the Leadership Lessons Podcast, hosted by Pastor Daniel Williams, a podcast to encourage and equip church leaders. Brought to you by eeleaders.com. Well, hi, everyone. This is Daniel Williams again, and we are back at it. I'm so glad that you are with us, joining us, listening or watching. Uh, It is good to be with you. We launched three episodes today to kick off the second season of Leadership Lessons, uh, season two, 24 glorious episodes. And uh, man, these episodes are fire. Uh, It's about uh, today, the subject that I just love, the church. Uh, we are the church. Now, when I talk about the church, I, I don't mean a service. I mean the people of God. And I love being able to lead the bride of Christ, the people of God. It is such a privilege and an honor to be a pastor. And this podcast isn't just a podcast for leaders. Uh, there are many great leadership principles you can take, but this is specifically a podcast for church leaders. Uh, not just leaders, but church leaders, people that are leading the people of God in uh, His way and His authority and His power. And so uh, church leaders have specific things that we deal with, that we talk about. And one of it is just how do you um, walk and mature people and grow with them and develop them and and, uh, the power of the Holy Spirit and teaching the Bible and events. And there's just so many different um, things that that have to do when you are leading God's people. And so what I've tried to do in this... um, this season in this podcast is just bring up things that are that are very spiritual that you'd be like, oh, okay, how do you teach the Bible? That that that's probably an important one as a pastor or as a church leader. Uh, well, how do you plan an event? Well, that that's probably an important one too. How do you handle money? Uh, these things are both important because they're both a part of leading God's people. Uh, we are very complicated people. We have many areas of life that we deal with, and God is the Lord of them. And so it is a privilege to equip people, uh, God's people, to bring Him glory and to serve Him. Um, And so um, I'm excited to have Pastor Glenn Schaefer share about his passion for the church today. Uh, Because, uh, man, he just... This guy just radiates the love of Jesus. Pastor Glenn and his wife, uh, they actually pastor in Destiny Life Church in Claremore, Oklahoma. Now you may say, Oklahoma, how in the world did I connect with them? Well, a good friend of mine, uh, Ron Jones, uh, Glenn is a spiritual father of him. And so when he came into town, he's like, hey man, Dan, I want you to, I want you to meet, uh, you know, my spiritual dad. This guy just poured into me. You're just gonna, you're just gonna love him, man. I just, just want to, want you to connect. And so we got lunch and within, I don't know, first three to five minutes, I knew, um, he was all about the kingdom. Uh, just a great Pentecostal uh, man of God, uh, just a pastor that is doing great, uh, amazing things. And, um, and you could just see his joy and his love for the Lord. And so um, I knew right away that I wanted Glenn to speak. And so we were at the lunch and I was like, hey, I know you're only in town for a few days, but here's the reality. I can tell that you're influencing and making a great impact. I don't know you very well, but I do know I want to learn from you. And I know there's a group of people that can learn from you as well. Would you mind just being able to pour into their lives? And he said, absolutely. Uh, he prayed about it, gave it a day or two, and he said, you know, I really want to talk about the church. 
I want to I want to talk about the church and just about how people are placed in the church and it's not about a position it's about the people of God doing the mission of God and so I asked him to share his wisdom and passion for the church and uh, was really blessed by the content that he was able to share and in the one piece of advice video that he gave and also with uh, just this guest lesson and so uh, I pray that you will be blessed as I have uh, by just knowing and hearing from him and so this is Pastor Glenn Schaefer sharing on his love and passion for the church. It's my honor to be with you to talk about the church. Now, I know that term everybody's familiar with, but there's something about the body of Christ, the ever-living, organic, ever-member-a-minister body of Christ that comes by revelation. And I'm convinced when we get a revelation of the real church, of the church of Jesus Christ, it changes our life. Many people, all of us, as we grow up, we experience the institutional church, we experience the organizational church, and I appreciate everything that we are making efforts to do, but there's something about the New Testament understanding of what the church really is that transforms you. When you see the church in every place, when you see every member a minister, and you see every person a preacher, and you see not trying to go back into the book of Acts, but bringing the book of Acts into where we are today of what the church really is. And most people know for the first 300 years there were no buildings. And so the people really understood the church. And so I want to talk to you today about what I think are some hindrances of the church, some blessings in the church, and some areas that I think will help us in equipping the saints. When I look in the scriptures and I see where God is called, some to be apostles, some to be prophets, and some to be evangelists, pastors, and teachers. We understand that means for what? To equip the saints. Most of the time, if we're not careful, even though we know better, but if we're not careful, we will think that the apostles are the ministers, that the prophets are the ministers, that the evangelists are the ministers, and the pastors and teachers are the ministers. And I get that. But in that passage, it's very important that we see what's being said. He says, Christ gave these gifts to the church to equip. And that word equip comes from the medical word. It's from two Greek words, which means to set down in joint or to join together, almost like to set a bone in place or to set them in their place. It's not because of what these fivefold ministry people do as much as who they are. Yeah, they need to be able to teach and all those effective things. They do out of their gifting. But I want you to understand, these are gifts that Christ gave to the church to set the body in place. Are you with me? That we are joints joined together. That something about those fivefold ministry gifts, when I'm around them, they equip me. I feel something adjusted. It's not just a teaching. <laughs> I walk away and I'm adjusted. And I know that, I see that, and I sense that. And, I, and sometimes we don't even realize how valuable Christ's gifts are in the church and how we need one another. So I believe not only every member is a minister, I believe every person's a preacher, and I believe among those gifts, there are those whom God has given of those five, some people call them fivefold, or those five gifts that help equip the people in the place. And it said, so they do the work of the ministry. So I'm just in a process. I, I think it's kind of time for a second reformation. I understand that we had a reformation where we took the word of God and put it in the hands of every believer. I believe the Holy Spirit is taking ministry and putting it in the hands of every believer. 
It's a time when the church is beginning to realize, wait a minute, what's this all about? What am I pouring my life into? Why is there burnout? Why are there figures as high as 1,500 pastors a week quitting pastoring? That's a question I have because you can't quit who you are, so you must be quipping, quitting something you're doing. There's a lot of weight and responsibilities that pastors carry as like CEOs and financial, as a chief financial officer and the, and the media director, and he's got all these things he's got to do, and I understand that. I understand the culture we live in, but if we're not careful, we're not ministering out of the spiritual gift and grace that God has given us, pouring our lives into people in areas that equip them where we get energized. And when I find people that are burnt out or thinking about burnout, I usually discover and find they're in responsibilities that is not coming out of their spiritual gifting. So something that's really burning on my heart is that we would emphasize placement in the body as the scripture does and not position. I believe there are three things that come out of, if you don't mind me saying, an orphan heart. One is a positional mentality in the church. Another one, of course, would be performance mentality. And a third one would be personalities. If I could just be like that guy. And the idea of positional, we don't mean to create it, but we create it by what we've seen. So therefore, ministry is always this evasive. One of these days, I'm going to be in the ministry. And I understand going to seminary. I've had my equipping and training and, and seminary training. I understand that. But that's not what the New Testament was about. So what we communicate to people is a separation in the church with clergy and laymen. And I understand there's respect for those who labor in the gospel. There's double honor. But if we're not careful, we've created a position, just what came out of our history through the Reformation. We maintain the same structure. So consequently, there's a performance emphasis. I remember I was at a national youth conference in Dallas. This conference trains young people all around the world. They equipped them. And a girl got up to speak on the platform and she said, I've waited nine years to be on this platform. And everybody stood up and applauded. And I was sitting on the back row and I slumped down and I began to cry. Because I thought, the church is equipping a generation to say if they're on the platform, they're finally ministers. And I appreciate what she was trying to say, but it's, it's out of order. What, for the body of Christ to be the body of Christ, we've got to see that God places people in the body, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, as it pleases Him. Not position. Position creates this idea, would you pick me? I know our churches are full of people because they feel like, Pastor, if you just give me a position, I'll show you what I can do. If you just give me a title, I'll show you what I can do. And our identity soon gets developed in our performance of what we're doing rather than being a son and daughter of God. One of the greatest callings is not apostle, prophets, evangelists, pastor, teachers, being a son of God. And out of that, that gift grows so that every member has a spiritual gift. And they don't have to be in the fivefold ministry in order to be valuable ministers because those fivefold equip the body of Christ out of the gifts that God has given them to do the work of the ministry. 
So I like to call our Sunday mornings as more of a locker room or a sales meeting. It's a pep rally for all the ministers that go out do, during the week, the church in every place, that the church goes into the office cubicle, the church goes into the courthouse, the church goes into the police department, the church goes into every place of culture and society. I know we talk about we're going to go to church, but truly the church goes, doesn't it? We don't go to church. We are the church going. And you may think those are just terms, but it's more than terms. It's an understanding of the revelation of this ever-living, organic, alive church that I can begin to see Christ's gifts in its members, pour my life in to equip them. Now that's what I'll give my life for. In order to juggle all the responsibilities, and I'm accepting my responsibilities in our present culture. I know there's work responsibilities have got to be done. But if I get that out of order, then I fail to see what Christ has really called me to do. And the concern that we have in the area of position over placement is that placement is where Christ has set us. Position is where man has set us. So let me identify what I'm talking about. When I say position, what I'm saying is the idea that we as pastors can get this. I mean, we get this idea that my identity is my preaching. And I have to ask myself, Glenn, would you be studying? Would you be praying? Would you be caring for people if you weren't preaching Sunday? I have to ask myself, where would my spiritual life be? Am I studying in order to get a message? Or is this an overflow of the life of God? And has God transformed me? Because if it hasn't transformed me, then it's just information. It's not transformation. In today's culture, people need a life. They don't need another message. They can download the best teaching messages around the world. But that's information. A life shared. What I mean by that is if I can share with the people where Christ has set me free. I don't need to talk to you about not how you shouldn't sin. I just need to tell you how I get free from sin. How God's helped me get free. Because if I cannot help you, if I haven't been there, I can't take you where I've not been. And so the idea of equipping then is realizing, wait a minute, I'm not looking for a position. I'm not looking for a place. And I don't want to create that in, in our church. I don't want to create people as a place. But what is not their position, but what about their place? Their place comes out of their gift and grace. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. He said, the measure that I have, the authority I have comes to you by the grace of God. So every one of you, I don't care what your responsibilities are in the church, and I put that in quote because I don't know what you mean by church, but I can promise you Christ has placed you. I believe that's not only by your spiritual gifting, but I believe he also aligns us and joins us with people. First Peter chapter 5, where Peter's an apostle who said, I'm also an elder. He's exhorting those elders to be an example to the flock that the Holy Spirit has entrusted to you. One translation says, has assigned to you. See, if I believe God assigns sheep to shepherds, then there's no competition among the shepherds because we're in the same kingdom. And I'm recognizing I can't have anything that God hasn't given me. Now, I can out of manipulations and I can out of different areas, but if I really see who are the sheep God's given me, 
then as that measure increases by the gift and grace. So then I'm willing to pour my life into those people to see that they are equipped and come forth into the gifts and callings. One of the things I've noticed is that most of us have been raised really with an orphan mentality. And what that means by that is an orphan spirit that really has to be displaced. And that is because we really don't know our identity, first of all, uh, as sons and daughters of God. So consequently, if we get picked, we're kind of like orphans over there going, pick me, pick me, pick me. And if nobody picks us, we think, I'm going to go find another church. <laughs> well, there's only one in the city, but <laughs> we'll go find another church where they're going to pick me. And so our identity is whether or not man has seen me. And I would rather for it to be Christ has seen me, Christ has placed me, and the fivefolds equipping me. The second concern I have is not only position, but the, but the area of performance. You see, if I feel like I'm not picked, then I'm going to be scrambling for position. But if I feel like that I'm not ministering out of the spirit that God's given me or the gifting, I'm going to try to be in performance. And I'm always going to be wondering, did I do well enough? I'll be comparing myself with someone else. And I've got to tell you, the church is full of that. How did I do? Did I do well enough? Paul says we're not wise when we commend ourselves by comparing ourselves with each other. And yet it's so easy to fall into it. And this performance mentality, and I believe that's one of the reasons why people get so discouraged, is because they're coming out of a performance. If I could only do this better, if I could only, maybe somebody would recognize me. And I believe it's coming out of that orphan heart which, of course, obviously causes us to be inclined to personalities. I thank God for charisma that God gives to people. I love it how God gives that. But if I'm not careful, I'll try to rise and be what somebody else is rather than being who God has made me to be. Our biggest desire in the body of Christ is to encourage equippers to be equippers. And to recognize they equip by who they are. Yes, I know we can learn. I want to learn. I want to keep being a lifelong learner. But also I've got to trust the grace of God. Is Christ transforming me? Is he changing me? Are they getting Christ in me? Or are they getting my personality? The difference is, is that the word is made flesh in us when the word transforms us. So when the word transforms us and we speak into somebody's life, guess what? The same truth goes into their heart. The same truth goes into transforming them. And you may be sitting here watching today, burn out as a leader. I promise you, my wife and I have been laboring since we were very, very young. Uh, nearly 40 years in the same place. We oversee two congregations, and one in Owasso, one in Claremore, called Desti Life Church. We work with a network of ministries and churches called ATI, Apostolic Teams International. And in this process, what we've discovered is there's a hunger in the body of Christ for spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers who'll just pour their life into people. I believe the present millennial generation is ripe for this. I believe every generation has depravity and has a gift from God. My generation, <laughs> I grew up in the latter part of the 60s and the rebellion and 
even though I was raised up as a preacher's kid and was called to preach when I was young and started preaching when I was a teenager, I didn't live that life, but the spirit of that age got in me, meaning independence, going to be successful, meet you at the top and think big and grow rich and all those things that would be driving a young man who's independent. I remember someone asked me one day, said, when you were younger, Glenn, what were you thinking of your desire for a spiritual father? I said, I didn't know I even needed one, much less wanted one. That's the last thing. I was in that other generation. I was independent. You know, I'm doing good just to get put up with brothers, much less a spiritual father. I wasn't going to be teachable. And that, so that spirit of independence was in me. And God had to take us through some brokenness and some transformation that just really opened our eyes when he showed us the church, what the church was, the revelation. I mean, I became radical. I mean, I, I was radical because I saw the church, and when I saw it, I wanted nothing but his body. I didn't want all this other stuff that I'd put on myself, other people put on me. I became radical about his church. So I believe a revelation of his church is where it begins, a real understanding of what the body of Christ is. I ask you to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal that to you. But I also believe this present younger, this younger generation is ripe. The things that people complain about the millennial, I see as God being able to redeem. For an example, when I was young, if you hadn't left home by the time you was 18, something was wrong with you. And we were told, don't believe anybody over 30. So that whole spirit got in us. The young people today, they don't leave home until they're 28. <laughs> but you know what else? They're hungry. They've seen what sin has done in taking parents away, and now they're hungry for spiritual parents. They're hungry for those who pour life into them, which I believe the Holy Spirit is using to equip His church. People who are hungry for life. And so I want to encourage you, if you're seasoned in the Lord, to start seeing people you can pour your life into. When I was 48, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, where's the 25-year-old pastors? I thought I was focusing on spiritual sons and daughters, and it just got me because it wasn't he was looking for 25-year-old pastors, but that was the age I started with my wife, pastoring where we are now. And what he was saying is, Glenn, somebody trusted you. Who are you going to trust? So my heart for us today is to encourage equipping, to encourage pouring our life, and to see that people find their place and not be drawn away with position. May the Holy Spirit speak to you and reveal His church to you. It's alive and well on the earth. Well, in this one piece of advice, uh, we have my friend Kevin Saxton. Kevin and I actually have our kids in the same Christian school here in South Florida. He's a legend in our community. I say that because he's been a middle school youth pastor at Family Church for over a decade, working with young people, raising them up, uh, and you know what? He still loves it. It's not he wants to get to college age or senior pastor. He has the capacity and leadership to do that, but he loves developing young people. God's people, the church, at a very young age. And he does this uh, while being a fireman. Uh, literally, he's bivocational. He's a firefighter and a captain at that. And he's just a stud, a great guy. And I love how he shares with us that even as us as leaders, we need to be a part of the church, the body of Christ as well. And so here is his one piece of advice. You're listening to One Piece of Advice. Brought to you by eeleaders.com, a ministry to encourage 
and equip church leaders. Hi, my name is Kevin Saxton, and I'm one of the pastors at Family Church downtown in West Palm Beach, Florida. And this is my one piece of advice. I love the local church. I love that as a church, we get to um, fit together perfectly and that everybody belongs. And there's, there's no one who's a believer in Jesus who doesn't belong in the church of Jesus. And so I love that about being a leader in the church, because being a leader in the church means that you don't lead from... Uh, outside of the body of Christ, lead from inside the body of Christ. And I think sometimes too often uh, we're trying to lead people as if we are outside of that group, um, uh, outside of that body. And that's just not the way that God intended it. We actually get to serve in such a way that we are part of the family, part of the body of Christ. And so the thing that I love to remind people of over and over again is that this is a people business people really do matter we people really are the focus of what we're trying to do and so we get to we get to serve in such a way that we get to love people and be a part of the body and be a part of the family not leading from outside of it but leading from inside of it um sometimes we like to say a uh, a shepherd still needs a shepherd a shepherd is still a sheep and so um so we still get to leave from within the flock and i i love that about the local church so that's my uh, my reminder to folks constantly is to um, is to think of ourselves that way instead of thinking of ourselves as someone who's outside trying to lead this group of people or someone inside trying to lead that group of people from within. Well, we're going to continue our conversation about the church in next week's episode where I'll be interviewing my friend, Pastor Ron Jones, him and his wife, Erin, pastor over at Coastal Chapel. And man, they are just great, loving, joy-filled people. And so I ask Ron, uh, who Glenn poured into him so much, let's let's dig deeper. Let's have a conversation about the church and just talk more about this subject, the beauty of the church. And so I hope that you're fired up from this new season. You're excited. Uh, and please share this content with friends. It's all free and available at www.eeleaders.com. The podcast is on iTunes and Google Play. It's real easy for you to share. And also, if you want to help people know about this podcast, go ahead and leave a review. Uh, Tell them that it's blessed you and hopefully it can bless other church leaders to do the things that God has called them to do. And so I'm praying for you. I'm looking forward to a great season. I will see you next week as we get into the more good content about the amazingness of God's people, His church, His bride. Uh, I love you. Praying for you. Thank you so much for serving God's church and uh, may He encourage and equip you to do that great work. Thank you so much for listening to this Leadership Lessons podcast. You can watch all the episodes and get all the show notes at eeleaders.com. If this podcast was a blessing to you, I would love for you to share it with your friends on social media. You can find us on social media at eeleaders. You can also help us spread the word by simply writing a review on iTunes or Google Play. My hope for you with this podcast is that it will encourage you and equip you to continue to serve Jesus. Because remember, there's nothing better than doing what God has called you to do.